1: Sutton I talked on on podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. And there it is! Sutton
0: United at the GM Boxer World Conference have put down First Division Primetry City, winners of the FA Cup themselves less
2: than two years ago. And what a moment to enjoy for the fans of this Surrey side. They've had their
1: moments before, but never won like this. But the whistle goes now!
2: for like Sutton United Sutton United for the National League are through to the last 16 of the FA Cup no longer English football's no
1: perennial non-league club a 120 120-
0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time and Podcast. It's the, I'm sticking with this name, the Sunday Service. Yes. Um, joining me today is Andy, Andy Kay, who's been on before, but I'm going to ask him the same questions because it was one of the ones where the recording was was um, left a bit to be desired. So hi, Andy, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Um, as I said to Andy beforehand, I haven't quite worked out how to get the um, sound clips on here, so you are going to be spared from the, the who are you chant. Um, but give us a little bit about your Sutton history. I'll, I'll, it definitely didn't come through properly
1: last <laughs> time. I know you've been supporting for a year or two. Uh, yeah, just a couple of years. Um, <laughs> it's good to see you're not eating crisps this time, like last time. Well, that's what it sounded like. Oh, right. <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. My Sutton history. Um, it was my first game in September 1987. Um, it was a. GM Voxer Conference home match versus Boston United. We lost 2-1, I believe. I think it was on the 5th or the 12th of September. Um, I think that was also the day that Vernon Pratt made his debut for something. Uh, for those of you who remember the commentary side, he, uh, he was on number five that day. Um, yeah, um, and yeah, been, been supporting ever since. I was you know, massively... Uh, fanatical for the first few years, uh, then life got in the way, um, so it was more of a, d- a case of dipping in for quite a bit of the 90s, to the early 2000s, and then two thousand about 2003-2004, I threw my lot in again, and now I'm a home and away traveller. Uh, I think I've missed two games this season, um, which I know isn't as good as some other uh, supporters, but it will just certainly do me. Um, it's better than yes, some of them. So, uh, <laughs> So I've been uh, fortunate enough uh, to witness all of those moments in person that were in your uh, intro, but I've also witnessed the three relegations that suddenly United have suffered in their history. So uh, it's been a mixed bag.
0: Well, yeah, mixed, mixed, but mostly, <laughs> mostly up in the last years. Yeah, year. um, yeah you're you, you're about a year, eighteen months ahead of me um, with when you started, um, but very similar to um, what you're saying is came along sort of high school. I, I yeah Ch- chose a Sutton um, for various reasons but um l- unlike you my first ones were winning matches so that's what made me come <laughs> back to be honest bit of a glory hunter um <laughs> and yeah same as life with the Saturday jobs and everything getting in mm. the way and then getting out of retail and being like suddenly up. Like, Oh, hang on a minute! We've got <laughs> Saturdays again. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and yeah, and it sort of coincided with um, just a little bit before Doz, but um, mostly with the Do- Doz era and mm. and beyond, which obviously helps you when you when you're coming along every week. Oh, yeah. um, one other question I asked Andrew, and I think it's quite quite good, and I've got a theory on what the answers are going to be for most people, but um, just to find a little bit more about you, excluding all the current bunch, who would be your um, top? Or your favourite Sutton player? Um No particular reason. It doesn't have to be any reason at all. Just,
1: I think, I think even if you included the, all the current Sutton bunch, I would still have a favourite player, and it would be Paul McKinnon. <laughs> uh, it's an obvious answer, uh, Paul McKinnon. If, if for those for those Sutton supporters that didn't see Paul McKinnon in his prime, you missed an absolute gem. The guy, I've never seen a goal scorer. Um, Of his ability. It's just, it was, he was a complete natural. He'd score anyway, headers, volleys, you know, punted in shots, anything you like. It's just, yeah, the guy, the guy's record speaks for himself, but actually watching him play was just, was just fantastic. And I would say probably, even though I had that losing start, he's probably the main reason probably why I stuck with Sutton. Um, because he was he was just an absolute uh, legend, and uh, I got a chance to meet him about ten years ago, and I was completely starstruck. I'm like, "Hello, Paul, yeah, yeah you're great. I'm your, your number one fan." Um, but yeah, that, that's 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 the answer. Well, you got,
0: you ever heard last week, and you're on a wind up, or you didn't hear last week, but um my my favourite was lenny and it was because I always felt. A little bit sorry for him because at the start of the season, he was like the main man. Everyone loved Lenny, everyone loved him. And then Paul came back from Sweden. Mm. And everyone was like, "No, we love him. We love him." And I was like, "Excuse me, how dare you?" <laughs> like, I always had this little just umbrage against him for some bizarre reason. I I, as an adult looking back, I realise that's a bit stupid. But at the time, I was like, "No, I'm not having this." Um, but yeah, now I'm 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 thinking when I ask these questions, a lot of people's answers are going to be very very similar of players that when they first started. Um, but th- very quickly, because um, I have another guest on um, in just a mo, um, we want to quickly talk about Bristol Rovers match, mm-hmm. um, and you were there. Yeah. Um, uh, how how was it? How uh, how how
1: was the overall thing? <laughs> from 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 my perspective, really disappointing. Um, Bristol Rovers are one of the poorest sides I've seen all season um they they, they they really had nothing about them they were they were really poor up front they couldn't really hold the ball very well they were overly physical um and certainly certainly physical in a way that um uh doesn't really prescribe to the letter of the law um but i think the more disappointing thing is is that you only you can only play a team that's in front of you and whatever that team throws at you you have to try and do what you can to um to kind of match them and beat them. And I think we had a we just had a really bad day in the office. There was um a lot of there were a lot of players I think um yesterday who really had off days. Um I think again off the top of my head I can think of two or three players that I thought, you know conducted themselves well. But I think overall we were we were really off the mark. Saying that, although that sounds like a criticism, it's completely understandable with the injuries we've got, with the the run of games that we've had and we are going to continue to have for the next week or so um the players are knackered you know these are these these are league 2 players these are not you know 100 100,000 pound a week premier league uh yeah. you know, players at all if if our players could perform consistently week in week out they probably wouldn't be playing at this wouldn't level sum, yeah yeah so you know I, I don't want to be i don't want to be harsh and again you know we it's not exactly an embarrassment going out 2-1 to a side in the same division as us away from home you know, yeah. it's, you know there there's it's always kind of bouncing up it just it just felt a little bit disappointing watching um Matt's interview from last night you could almost tell that he was disappointed in a in a similar sort of way it's kind of like he seemed really down and deflated and kind of like yeah kind of, <sighs> huffing and sighing a little bit and uh, you you could just see that i think he he felt probably we let ourselves down rather than we were beaten necessarily by a better team yeah, I think that's, that's sort of overriding from what, the,
0: mm. what I'm picking up everywhere is people just like, oh, we, we could have, could have. And that's the disappointment. It's not like where we lost to Leyton Orient, it was yeah. like we just got battered 4-1. But it's mm. like, oh, you know what, if we played that game again, we'd probably get battered um, just as much. So, yeah. um, it's, yeah, it's one of those horrible things. I mean, I was listening on the on iFollow and I have to say, um, I think it was Ahmed and, and Cameron, they they were quite scathing of the ref. Um inconsistencies they were they were calling it being quite polite but they were saying uh, just before the penalty was given there was one on Donovan that they were like how how yeah. was that not given and that one was they just it was just uh, all a bit all a bit odd um but we're out we get to concentrate on on the pizza cup yeah <laughs> yeah and <yay. laughs> um, we got colchester in that at home so that'll be one I'm going to so yeah it's
1: it's funny that we're playing colchester in consecutive weeks and consecutive years yeah, strange. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what? Um,
0: it's it's a it's one of those you'd say winnable matches. Mm. Um, but yeah, Bristol Rovers are they're, they're a big club. Um of obviously building up to it and trying to steal things from other people's podcasts. I was listening to a couple of their podcasts and they they, they have huge crowds and they they they're definitely a league one. Slash yeah. Championship club rather than League Two, they're just going for a dip at the moment. So.
1: Yeah, I don't know whether this is the FA Cup or not, but the crowd, the Bristol Rovers crowd yesterday were well, the loudest crowd I've heard. Of this season, yeah, they like, were really, really. Um, they, they they were they were completely in unison as well. It was yeah. um, they they've got a really good strong following. But of course, we've got to play them on Boxing Day, and actually, if we <laughs> turn up and play all right, from the evidence I saw yesterday, I don't think we're going to have too much of a problem. I don't yeah. think it's going to be the same. Yeah, I think I definitely don't think the result will be the same.
0: I think, um, a, you'll have a few players coming back a bit stronger. Um, could Louis have done with arrests? Maybe. Did we, I'm not saying he was rushed back, but if it was a league game, maybe you could have thought, I oh, do you know what, we'll give him one more week yeah. just to get over it. Um, but anyway, um, maybe them being used, and we need a singing section like, like, like Bromley. <laughs> Okay, we'll skip that. Um, (laughs) The other thing I was just going to ask you to do to finish that one off is you said there was only sort of two or three players you can think of that um, played as expected, but I'm going to be asking you for your player of the day, the pod, Sutton Podcast pod. It's going to stick. I don't care. It's going to
1: stick. It's it's basically going to be the player that you could pick pretty much in every single game as player of the day. Um, And the one player that I am... Worried about going in the January transfer window, and that's Ben Goodliff. Okay, Ben Goodliff has been Mister Consistency all year. Yeah. Um, he's been he's been he is an absolutely fantastic centre back. Um, yeah, uh, I think, yeah. If, if if we lose if we lose Ben, I think we've we've got a we've got a, a big problem. Uh, but he's he was you know he was he was holding it all together um, as yeah. he as he so often does.
0: Yeah, I put I think one of those games earlier in the season I put. Um, a tweet to him during the match it was like he was like um thing from lord of rings thou shall not pass (laughs) it was just like literally just no no one's getting past me today yeah he's been brilliant um in fairness obviously i wasn't there yesterday to see it but for for the whole season you you, every single one of them is playing above themselves Mm. i don't think there's any one of those players you can say you're not you're not really trying i think they're all playing at at 100 percent of of what we could expect from which is which is brilliant um and hopefully it will continue on Tuesday, which is a brilliant segue, yeah. <laughs> to saying hello, and introducing my next guest, who is from the 912 ex- 1912 <laughs> Exiles, 1912 Exiles. <laughs> Just giving you an extra 100 years. <laughs> hello, Ed, how are you?
2: Flawless. That was- absolutely flawless Mike well done uh, yeah uh, uh invitation um thanks very much for inviting us on good afternoon uh yeah happy to look ahead to Tuesday night I think it's fair to say um Newport fans are quite excited about this one firstly because we've not played Sutton for you know a good long time but um we have just had the benefit of um 10 days without a game, because we allowed ourselves to get knocked out of the FA Cup early so that we can focus on the league. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, so this has been the first real chance that our new coaches had to work with the players um, and have that little bit of breathing space. So I think there's quite a lot of expectation at our end of the M4. And I think we're rather hoping that, you know, this will be where the season starts in earnest for us. You know, we've we've started reasonably well and results have been good. We scored a lot more goals than we have in previous seasons. But I think there is that feeling in the camp that this could be the moment when the rocket boosters go on and we really start to, yeah, make some progress up the table. Um, and you may be the, the unlucky uh, victims of that. But, you know, uh, so, uh, what's the expression about? Yeah, great plans and all the rest of it. So, yeah, who knows what might happen?
0: yeah absolutely i mean i was listening to a couple of your podcasts at steal ideas and become far more smooth and professional like you've just seen um <laughs> but you your new manager there's an odd, odd one because um he's got a lot of links with your club but it was again like our, our guy matt
2: um untried at management yeah i mean in a in a weird way although he's not been in the managerial hot seat he actually comes, I think, with an awful lot more experience in general terms, probably than Mike Flynn had when he took over our previous manager. I mean, the thing with James Robry is he'd been the first team coach um, up the road at Cardiff City, um, who are you know, it's a, there's a rivalry there, but it's very much a one-way rivalry. <laughs> uh, so he'd been he'd been a coach at Cardiff City, and prior to that, he had um, not just been with the the FAW, the Football Association, was but he'd been there really they're kind of star in the making you know he's the youngest ever manager in wales to get all of his badges and you know he'd been working with the uh the, the national setup and within the faw he had done some coaching previously at, at newport so um as a, a coach he comes extremely well prepared and extremely well recommended and you know is seen as being a very bright young thing um he also you know Uh, grew up in Newport he was a ball boy for Newport in the days when we were playing in exile over the border in Gloucester so you know his local credentials are impeccable Um, even just as much if not more so uh, than than Mike Flynn who you know was another Newport born and and raised lad so um, it feels as though we've been very lucky recently with having managers who understand the unique history of Newport as a club who you know uh, were a league club then went bust and then kind of rose uh, back up through the leagues and you know playing in exile and all the rest of it so James Robey is someone who I think we've got very high expectations of. The um, the early signs have been really positive. He's it's been kind of evolution rather than revolution. He's he's come in stuck with more or less the same system. But the tweaks he's made have been noticeable. So we've been playing, you know, this sort of 5-3-2 system with wing backs. Um, Mike Flynn very much liked a hard man midfield general type who would, you know, smash into the opposition players early on, you know, let them know they're in for a game, all of that stuff. Um, James Robey plays with a much more high-tempo midfield. They're not the biggest lads, but they chivvy and chase and force opposition players into making mistakes. And then we counter and we hit teams very hard on the break. So um, we're we're quite easy on the eye, which has not always been the case in in recent years. Uh, If you ask any other side who's been around division four for a while but you know a lot of teams still have this idea that newport are quite a uh, an agricultural sort of team but actually they're um yeah increasingly now playing some quite nice football
0: lovely um well you're coming across us with a bunch of injuries and we're not playing at all as as we would hope um you agree andy
1: (laughs) yeah it's been i mean there has been it's been slightly feels like a bit of a deflating balloon over the last few weeks. I mean, when we went up to Tranmere and, and won one nil there, I don't think that scoreline reflected how well we played. We were we were really on our game. We just took it to Tranmere. Tranmere didn't have an answer, um, and we were that was probably one of the best games of the season. Then we've kind of kind of impressed and not impressed at the same time. I and mean, we've spoken about that in Orient, which has always been uh, you know, we would kind of brush over that one. But then there was the two nil at home to Mansfield where. Actually, we were just efficient without being spectacular. Um, It was a good performance, but it just didn't look like it. Um, And then we had um, the the awful game against Stevenage in the Pizza Cup.
2: Which yeah, was... but they, they don't count, though. No, they don't so. count. They they, they don't don't count, count <laughs> We've won <laughs> a penalty shootout. I'm counting now. <laughs> Three penalties <laughs> on the bounce save. Yes. <laughs> you see, though, it, it seems to me that what generally happens with the sides who come up from the conference is because that is such a hard league to get out of and to win promotion, you have to be consistently good and have a real kind of winning mentality amongst your players that teams come up, and then that winning mentality kind of gets them through for the first you know three four five months um and they they more often than not will finish kind of mid table in that first mm-hmm. season or or even top half of the table but you know the the the, the um fuel starts to run out in the tank kind of christmas ish because it's a lot of a lot more games you've got all of the the extra kind of cup competitions and it's it's you know physically so demanding but and and my perception of Sutton on the, the bits that I've seen and the bits that I've heard is that that's exactly what's happened to you you've come up played really well you know you're higher than us in the table at the moment but yeah it does you, you do sort of start to get to realize this time you yeah, know what a slog fourth division football is and that there are some teams who are very tiring to play including Newport I, I think and and it does start to uh, gradually grind down your squad a little bit as time yeah. goes on I think that's, that's a very interesting point um I think it is again it's
1: it's goes with entertainment value versus results. And I think actually, yeah, we've probably been slightly less entertaining than we could have been. Um, but as we showed against Mansfield, we can still we can still get those results. Same with Barrow, it wasn't a spectacular game at all, one one nil. And I think that's the kind of difference between the kind of success and a um and a failure in a season. Um because I think you're absolutely right. It will grind it will grind clubs down, particularly ones that are non-league, particularly ones who have come into this completely new after 123 years or however long it is. Um, But it's more of a case of just making sure that those defeats end up being draws and those draws end up being wins in any way they can be. Um, So again, it's, yeah, we're we're obviously, we're going to be playing you at the end of a very, very tough schedule. Uh, You you guys and then Bradford on Saturday. Um, But I think the mentality within the players is, is, is pretty strong. It's one thing I've noticed about, our manager in particular is that he doesn't really try and build a team around one player. Um, He's very much a kind of right. Well, every every cog is important Um, and we don't really have a star player as such. Um, People have their favorites, of course, but there isn't like a, almost a standout player um, with maybe the exception of Ben Goodliff, as I mentioned earlier, but um, the team isn't built around him. The team is built as a team. So um, it's that kind of that mentality. And the thing is when we've had players that have, that would have been normally starting 11 players and they've got injured and somebody else has come in, invariably they've done either an identical job or in some cases a better job than the player than they replaced. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it, how it goes. I mean, obviously coming, coming to yeah, a place like Rodney parade on Tuesday, if we come away with a point, we'll be happy. Um, but I, I certainly don't think we, we are going to be going there to get a point. If you see what I mean, a lot of clubs will come, particularly you know, on a cold midweek in December and just like, Oh, actually let's, let's park the bus guys. Let's come away with a draw. Don't think we're going to do that. It might work. It might blow up in our faces, but we'll, we'll, we'll see on Tuesday. Just one little thing I want to just mention. Did you say fourth division football?
2: Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm still
0: very old fashioned. <laughs> <I, I>, yeah. I was like, hang on a minute. How old are you? Um, <laughs> I, I barely remember. Um, other things I was listening and reading your your club very much and something there, there's a lot of things that we're doing very, very similar and i've I've heard you guys referring to a lot about the community club yeah. um and you do a lot in the community um we kind of don't know how much you know about us going up, but that was one of the biggest concerns for us when we got promoted um obviously the pitch and everyone was like oh yeah you just want the pitch because it's a magic pitch and you win all your games on it which by the way we've had more injuries since we've had the grass pitch than the entire time we had on the 3g i'd just like to mention that um but our biggest concern when we come up was actually no we've got a whole bunch of other teams we've got ladies teams the disability teams all these kids playing on that pitch um so how do you guys fit it all, all in is it
2: yeah to, i mean well, we're, we're we're tenants to uh to the rugby club so the the um newport gwent dragons um uh, are the, the kind of main tenant at rodney parade and then we sort of play around them and actually In fairness, you know, for the first few years, that was really hard. And especially this time of year, we'd be playing on what was like a plowed field for December, January, February. And in fact, yeah, last season, we had to play a few games up the road at Cardiff City because the pitch was was unplayable at Rodney Parade. Um, They spent a lot of money over the summer sorting it out. And so it can now withstand a rugby team and a football team on it. Um, but because it's not our pitch, we don't get to do the, you know, the sorts of things that that Sutton were doing. And you know, I mean, we've got teams like Merthyr up the road from us, who, you know, they've got a a plastic pitch, and they have that is being used every single day, all the time, by all the community stuff. The the community stuff that Newport County do that we're massively proud of as uh, as fans and as a, a podcast. Um, is is less about you know getting teams on to the club but more the club going out and looking to see how we can support the local communities obviously particularly as a fan-owned club those links are massively important particularly as a club that had to spend you know 10 years plus playing outside of newport the fact that we are now the club is back in the city um, and we we can remake those things and have to remake those things because there's like an entire generation of kids who grew up without a team to watch in their city um it's really important um and yeah so we did a podcast last week talking to some of the people who are involved with our um we wear the same shirt campaign which is there to support um members of the community who might have mental health issues um who can get together for you know an hour a week and kick a ball around have a coaching session um play a game of football because you know we said this in the pod it doesn't matter whether you're watching football playing football coaching football for that time that the game is going on you're not thinking about work you're not thinking about relationships you're not thinking about anything else so that's really good um i saw something up today that the club is um uh raising lots of money to help the local food bank and the run not to christmas and like that's all really important you know you can uh obviously it'd be even better if the government was feeding hungry people but you know in the absence <laughs> of that is, is the fact that the club is working really hard on that is is fantastic um and yeah, I mean, you know, there's all, all the other stuff that goes on, but yeah, like as a community-run club, um a, a fan-owned club, and a community-led club, it's it's so important to us. And yeah, anything we can do as a podcast to like try and showcase that is um, is is great. Yeah, it's it's really exciting for us.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't we don't have an awful lot of that at the moment. I'm, I'm very very um, forgiving of our guys because. Literally, since we got this promotion, yeah. it has been yeah, yeah, non-stop yeah. trying to get every single little detail um, sorted out. I'm sure they're the exact kind of things that we're going to be involved in, especially when. Um, well, a lot of our supporters are very, very conscious of these these things as well, aren't they, Andy? Mm. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so we're looking forward to
1: Tuesday. Um, you're you're going on, you Andy, obviously. I am, and um, I was just thinking back to the previous times I've seen Newport. I, um, in my second season, I think we, um, in that. Horrible season for Newport fans where they didn't complete the year. Um, oh, and Newport yeah. came to Sutton uh, and drew one all, I think, on a cold November night. Um, which obviously has been, yeah, expunged from history. Um, but I, I went to, um, the Spitty back in 2004, 2005, mm-hmm. during that time. Um, obviously have good memories of Spitty the dog, the mascot. Um, yeah, 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 he's still <laughs> yeah. going strong. Excellent, excellent. Um, and uh, I, I just remember Newport fans, because you always you always kind of make a judgment, um, particularly at that level when fans could mingle, there was no segregation. And I always remembered Newport fans being some of the nicest we'd met in that division. Um and we had, yeah, we always got really, really well with them, had yeah, a lovely chat with them. They were really, really nice people. And I remember there was one time we played Newport, friendliest bunch um we could, yeah, we could ever meet in at that league. And I think the following week they were playing away to Lewis. And um it kicked off between Lewis and Newport fans. And I remember remember sitting there saying, How? How how could it <laughs> kick off? Newport fans are lovely. What's going on? Yeah.
2: Well um, I, I think like any club, there's you know, there's, the we, we have a, we have an element. Yeah. Um and uh but yeah, we are a, a nice bunch. And I think for those certain fans who haven't been since the days at Spitty Park, which you know it 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 got us back playing in the city, but mm-hmm. it, it was a, a pretty um, utilitarian uh, athletics great. Track. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, with a track around the outside, windy suburb of the city. Those who are coming to Rodney Parade on Tuesday night, it's um, like a 15-minute walk from the station. It's a minute walk from centre of town. There are some good pubs uh, for pre-match. If you find yourself wanting somewhere to go, then... Uh, yield marenga house uh, is a sam smiths pub which does very good beer and good food uh, yeah. and over the road from that is a a place called tiny rebel that um is a yeah sort of local brewery and their their beers are very very good as well so those are my two top recommendations for any fans um but having the club playing back in the center of town has massively helped boost the attendances so, i mean I, I started going yeah around up 2004, 2005 when when you would have been there andy yeah. um and we would be getting 600 800 maybe a thousand on a good day um these days it's yeah you know two and a half thousand on a bad week and you know three thousand plus on a on a good week and when we've had the the cup exploits we've had in recent seasons it's gone higher still um and rodney parade is is a nice old it's a very old-fashioned ground but it's a nice ground yeah there's a mix of terracing and seating there's an old stand there's a new stand um but it's yeah it does create a good atmosphere um And, yeah, we just hope that this will be the season when we can, because, you know, a bit like you, you know, kind of we we found ourselves back into the league, blinking into the limelight and going, God, it's, uh, you know, are we ready for this almost? Um, And we've had a lot of change over the years, you know, becoming um, a fan-owned club again whilst back in the league and nearly getting relegated. It's been, yeah, it's taken us a while to kind of steady the ship and now start to look for promotion. Um and we've had a couple of playoff final defeats, but I think there's a feeling that things are now starting to align. Um and you know this has been the season where all right we've had to change change coach halfway through, but the the system seems to be working. It's a good set of players and I think crucially this season we started scoring goals, not just by being creative in midfield, but we've now in, in Dom Telford got a striker who is who can find the net um and uh, you know the, i can't remember the last game he didn't score it you know it's been it he just keeps popping up and finding goals and is just on this sensational run of form um and he is the one who's going to cause you difficulty on tuesday night
0: right cheers yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure matt matt is well aware of that but i'm just gonna ask um for predictions now ed no pressure, but the only one who's got it right so far and in a couple of weeks I've been doing this is the is Tom from Bristol Rovers, and he got it absolutely spot on um, last time. So give us your prediction for Tuesday night. Uh,
2: I, I think it'll be a Newport win, um, and I think uh, not because Sutton won't give us a good game, because I think I think you will, and I think you will you will definitely be a, a, a top half team this season, and I'll be very pleased to beat you. But I just think because you've had such a busy run of games and there's going to be some tiredness in the squad. Whereas we've had time for a breather and time to work on things. I think it's going to be two nil and I think it'll be, yeah, a, a, a relatively comfortable two nil.
1: Okay. Andy. Oh, I hate doing predictions. I uh, <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm going to go for a one, all draw uh, okay. only because um, I think our strength at the moment is actually in defending uh, our two informed players are really our, our centre back and our goalkeeper, and it's very, very difficult to get past them. Okay, Bristol Rovers got two. One, one, was a penalty which we shouldn't have given away, and the other one was, to me, I actually thought it was an own goal. Um, but I haven't seen the replay, so I mean, I might have missed that. Um, we are actually quite a difficult team, unless you're late in Orient to score against. <laughs> um, so, um, I, but that doesn't mean that you won't score. Um, but I, I, I just got, a, I just got a funny feeling that we will, we we might just nick one at the other end, um, because I think the thing we've got is that we don't have necessarily have the as as you've got with uh, Dob Telford, the player who scores every single game. All our goals come from pretty much any player. I think, I can I think, is, I think Isaac laffey has got the most at the moment with six. Yeah. I think. But you know there are other players that have got five, four, three, two, one. It's, yeah. it's coming from all well over the shop. So there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunities there, um, particularly if we get um, some set pieces because we seem to be particularly good at those. Um, you know, corners coming in from Rob Milson on the left hand side, um, or one of his free kicks, or the long throws. Anything that comes from there usually ends up. In a, a kind of a dangerous sudden attack, um, there are the occasions where we, we will run 60 yards down the pitch and score, but they're, they're few and far between. So um, I think I, I'm going to go for a one all um, and a really entertaining, hard fought League Two game. Um, if it is that, I'll be very, very happy. Uh, but I'm sure the best team on the night will win.
0: Well, I've gone far more scientific. I've let football manager decide it for me and oh, did right. it on holiday mode unemployed and two twos the score it's come up with must say all the way through the season it's come up with only one of them correct <laughs> two results correct so i'm not holding out an awful lot i hope but it's better than my other system anyway so um
1: so I've not gone for two, two. score on football web pages as well i didn't know that this was this was a thing <laughs> if, you go, if you go to football web pages and go to the you go to their predicted final table you know it gives you this kind of complete random table um Below that table, it will say, "And here are the results that we've predicted will happen to create this to create this table." <laughs> okay. So uh, you, you could try that one. It's it's probably yeah. less scientific than football manager. This all sounds
2: like witchcraft. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> None
0: of it's true, and we all know that. <laughs> um, but no, thank you very much, gents. Um, it's been lovely. I will wrap it up there. I um, hope it's a good game. I hope it's not too cold in Wales. Um, I'm sure I'm going to have Jared on to talk about it. I'm sure he'll be delighted because it's one of his nearest <laughs> nearest <laughs> matches um, this year. We've got a, 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 a fan um comes from every home game almost, or pretty much every home game, I think, um, all the way from is he Swansea. Swansea, yeah. Yeah, he's in Swansea, Swansea, so he comes all the way down. So he, he circled this one really early in the season. So, um, and I believe he said, it, achieved... will be,
1: it will be hard push to be colder than Bristol was yesterday. Yeah, absolutely freezing. It was.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was all right. I was sitting at home. I was yeah, <laughs> I was fine, it? yeah.
1: t-shirt, t-shirt, wherever
0: I was. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thanks a lot, gents. And, um, if anyone gets a chance, please listen to um, Ed on the 1912 Exiles podcast. I've got Perfect. it right this time. time Excellent. Yes, <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot, gents. See you soon. Take care. Thanks a lot.
1: Thanks
0: Take
1: care. Bye. Bye bye.